We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Gotta hustle on your own time. Color people at before side. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, and I'm supposed to be spending time with. Where did he go? I don't know where. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh, he's here right now. Oh. Dude, is that your kid? Yeah, that's my kid. I'm just trying to leave. I know, but you. But I, I was trying to just take your money and go. I know, but we paid quite a bit for this. She pulled my hair. I know, but we got you Starbucks. That's actually it's not even Starbucks. Tim Hortons. It's Tim Hortons. It's so Tim much Hortons. better. It is so much better. Ah, it is so much better. Sponsor me, <laughs> Akira. So my first question is: I am a big, huge fan of MLW. Okay. I actually have a side podcast called the MLW Rewind. Okay. We review and discuss every week episode of Fusion. It's a fantastic product, and we are so excited with the additions that MLW has made by bringing you guys in, you, Ricky, Raven, the whole calling thing. The buildup for the calling was fantastic. And then when everything just kind of happened and we saw you guys, what was it like kind of having that slow build of almost six months of a buildup, then the absolute big reveal? Everything good takes time. That's all I could say about it. And now that we're here, we're owning MLW. Since I came in in, in January, I, we've been doing nothing but owning the promotion. I would say that I have been, you know, quite the, uh, the shining star, needless to say, despite my compatriots. And not only am I the middleweight champion, I'm also now the tag champion. And they chant Akira two belts. I'd say I'm doing uh, pretty good, pretty good. Absolutely. And I love the vignettes of how every, everyone was introduced. I love how it was filmed, the style of it, the whole trust in Raven aspect. You guys have kind of put a lot of stock in this trust in Raven thing. And so far, at least for the last six months, it's worked very, very well. Yes. Uh, some people say it's a cult. Um, some people say it's a religion. I say it's more just a way of thinking. When we say trust in Raven, it's basically just projecting the things that we want into the future. It's just a three-word phrase to uh, personify and make the things that we want into reality. And it's been happening. We have two belts now. They just announced now that it's gonna be RSP versus Jacob Batu for the National Openweight Championship in a weapons of mass destruction match. And yes, I don't know if you saw the first one, but they had anthrax in a box. Do you think this not. time around they may have COVID in a box? Uh, probably something else, probably like bleach in a rag, something like that. I don't know. I don't know if we want to weaponize COVID any more than it's already been weaponized. Yeah, that's true. Factual. So, uh, the ability that you have had, some of the matches that you've had, have been absolutely incredible. But in MLW, you've really gotten a chance to showcase your technical side along with the rough and tough tumble side. Yes. Now, when looking at the one of the things I love is that all of your entrances, whenever you walk out, there's that table of goodies, mm -hmm. and a lot of times you guys pick the unexpected goodie. There's all these things that you could, you've used fifty thousand times over. Mm -hmm but you'll go out of the way to select the one that's not really the norm. Is that something you guys choose to do every time or does it just happen that way? Psychological warfare. Mm -hmm. You make them think. If you ever see, you've seen my entrances, I look at them all and sometimes I don't even pick a weapon. That's true, you don't. And you know what that says to my opponent? He doesn't need it to beat me. And what happens? I beat them. You do. I'm unbeaten. The only time I've ever been beaten was technically in a battle royal, and that's when I took out Juicy. I did it not, not for any reason uh, other than I needed to, because Ricky needed help, and I figured I'd be the sacrificial lamb, I'd be the team player, and I would go the extra mile and take out the giant, and I did. 
you see me go flying, taking him with this huge crossbody, and I hit the floor, and then just like the sound of the biggest drums in a Rush song, bubble, 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 boom, there's Juicy falling on the floor. That was music to my ears, because I have the middleweight championship. The middleweight championship is all that I care about. It's all that I need. Because if I can make that matter than the world heavyweight championship, when the day comes when I want that world heavyweight championship, guess what? I made my job that much easier because I brought so much more prestige to a lower belt that people think is lower than the one that everyone was, wants to talk about. Everyone was talking about Hammerstone and Kane, Hammerstone and Kane, Hammerstone and Kane. They were chanting Akira two belts. Their eyes are on me. It doesn't matter if you have the belt, what matters is how you defend it. And we've all seen that I'm willing to do blood and guts, tactical warfare, doesn't matter, because that, I think that belt is more valuable than anything anyone else has. And I'm gonna make it so. Well, absolutely, you talked about the lineage, you talked about MJF making it more of a prestigious title than the heavyweight championship. We also know Myron Reed and his epic runs that he had with that title. Uh, Leo Rush held that title, Linsa Dorado, who you beat for that title. Yes. At the end of the day, there's been a lot of names tied to this championship, and now you can add your name to that lineage. But you always want to level up, you always want to make it prestigious. So at one point in time, MJF had it as the title in MLW. You want to get it back to that glory, but you also want to elevate it. Would there other, if anyone right now on the roster, is there anyone in the MLW locker room that you could see having an epic feud with, that you would like to have an epic feud with, to give them a shot at that middleweight championship? I'm going to put my heels to all of them. That's just the bottom line because I said so. I'm going to put my heels to them, but there are many. They're bringing in many more people. That uh, Ichiban fella, pretty good. Kevin Blackwood? Kevin Blackwood. I'll, tear the, I'll cut the tattoos off of him. They give me knives. I don't care. Uh, hot sauce. I think he technically counts as a middleweight. Anybody that wants to step up, that has any kind of name value, or wants to you know, add their name to my legacy, step up. I'm going to put you to the dirt, and you'll thank me for even being a footnote as a part of my legacy. I like that. I like the confidence, man. Now, I got to say this. Two of the most powerful factions in MLW right now is The Calling and Bumaye. Calling has a lot more gold, but Bumaye has a lot more strength and money behind them. Looking at the way things are shaping up now, you guys are on a collision course that's going to culminate probably at War Chamber. You're two of the toughest factions here. You guys have already been to War Chamber. You know what to expect in that match. What do you think about the fact that the calling at Bumaye will eventually have to meet? Uh, it's not my problem, really, because they're not a problem. They're not a threat. They are nothing, they're nothing more than people that speak loudly and don't follow it up. My issue with Bomaye has always been the one simple fact. Bomaye for the people. We've watched their issues with Bully Mac, right? We've all seen it. They're hypocrites for the people, except for you. I don't deal with hypocrites. I don't deal with liars. I didn't join with the calling because they lied to me. They didn't. They said, these things have not worked for you. Raven whispered in my ear and said, I know how to get you there. You need help. I'll get you there. And guess what? I'm now a double strap champion. Whenever I'm there, people are chanting for me. Doesn't matter, they chant for me. Beaumaye may have numbers, they may have money, but so did, the United, so did Britain. Great Britain had all the numbers, they had all the money. They lost. Guerrilla warfare is a hell of a thing, and you guys know nothing about it. You're all pomp, circumstance, and money. And in a war chamber, in a blood feud, it doesn't matter. What matters is the grit, the spirit that you've got within you and you have none. Maybe one of you does, because one of you is a champion. 
but the rest of you are just, uh, I'll talk. I like that. Again, I, I'm digging on all the confidence, man. And by the way, this is one of my bucket list conversations. I've been a big fan of yours for a long time to be able to sit down and conversate with you. It's incredible. Now, talking about switching chords a little bit personal life, you and Masha Slamovich, arguably one of the most dangerous couples in all of pro wrestling. But two of the sweetest people I ever met. You're a gem. She's a sweetheart. We love her to death. She's been on Straight Talk in her early days. The only reason I'm charging so much money is because of Masha Slamovich. It's true. It's her factual. Fault. It's her she, fault. It's factual. She sent the email. She did. She made it bluntly clear that this had to happen and had to be this price. But you talked about your home life. You talked about you know your dogs and all that stuff. Now you're competitive. She's competitive. You have a Switch. I'm sure she's played with you on the Switch. <laughs> she's, the, her favorite video game is Tetris. Really? Tetris and Dr. Mario. She doesn't do video games a whole lot. I'm the video game guy. But she will sit down and we will play Dr. Mario or Tetris and go to war with each other. She's very good at Tetris. It ain't right. She's play <laughs> she has the original Super Nintendo version and she plays it on there. Wow. It's in our living room. Wow. Okay, okay. So what's the game that, like for me, on the Switch, I love the Zeldas. Mm -hmm. But I'm also a big fan of the classics like the Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. uh, my daughter and I just beat Super Mario World 3D a bunch of times. And that's me and my youngest, by yep. the way. My seven-year-old loves the cat outfit. It saves her every day. But we have a beef about Mario Kart, her and I, because she believes, I try to tell her, if you pick a lighter character, you go faster. Yep. She believes that's not the case, so Metal Mario is always the choice. You have any words of advice for her? Because she's not listening to Dad anymore, man. You pick a character named Metal, made of metal, and you are shocked that the character is going slower? That's what I said. I always pick Lakita. The little, mic, the little guy that holds the uh, camera, he's yeah, light or, as hell. Or pick a Koopa, or pick Peach. Yeah. Pick Luigi, pick Mario, they're light. Yeah. If you pick Donkey Kong, you pick Bowser, you pick Metal Mario, you're not gonna go fast. That's no. just, I'm so, pick, pick Boo, Boo's a ghost. Weighs nothing. Weighs nothing. It's true, you're, gonna, you're not gonna get any traction, but you're still gonna. <laughs> you're not gonna get any, you can listen, go straight though. Listen to your veterans. <laughs> oh, this has been incredible. One more question, I'm gonna go let you go prepare for your match. When all the smoke is cleared, and Akira now being recognized for his technical ability, but also for the fact that very profound in deathmatch skill, and I don't care what anybody says, deathmatch wrestling is a skill. It's not just putting a whole bunch of damage to your body. There is psycho psychology involved in it. When you talk about the, the legacy of Akira, and now again being recognized for that technical ability, do you like the fact that MLW is giving you a platform to showcase what a lot of people probably didn't know about you? Um. Yes, uh, I'm very thankful for that platform. I was, you know, people would always say like, how is he not signed? How is he not this? How is he not that? Um, and when I signed with MLW, people were really astonished that I did it with MLW. Um, they asked why, why, why? This is why, I took a chance on myself because nobody else wanted to give me a chance. People on the pennants really didn't want to give me a chance because they thought I was just one thing. And I've always maintained you're not going to put me in a box. When I started doing death matches, people would said, you're just going to be a death match guy. And I said, no, I'm not. Watch me be different. And I'm actively doing that now. Um, when I, it's funny because um, there's Japanese fans that tweet at me a lot too because um, people don't know. One, I'm not, I'm not I'm Latino. I'm not Hispanic in any kind of way. I may look, look at it. I'm Korean, Japanese, white. All the, all the Japanese fans... They tweeted me all the time, and when I got announced that I'm going to Big Japan in September, they were congratulations. They, by the way, that's amazing. Thank you. They and they asked, they're like, I want to see him not just deathmatch, but in their strong, and which is their their big division and their junior division. 
the Japanese fans could see it, so and that's partially because of the platform MLW gave me, but it's also because I never said no. I never took no for an answer. That's one thing that pro wrestling taught me and gave me was the ability to learn to never say no if people tell you no. And from MLW, who knows where I'm going to go? Um, I'm going strong right now, but we'll see. We never know where the past will go. If Japan comes calling and they want me to stay, I'd be a fool not to stay. That's that's where my heart's always been since I started wrestling. Um, but it's thanks to MLW that I learned. I was given the ability to truly speak. I became very eloquent. I gained a presence, and now because of MLW, I've had the chance to have gold and represent them with that gold. So, very thankful for it, and it's it's due to them. I, they they gave me. They, I was a shot in the dark for them, and I took that shot, and I'm running with it. Not only are you running with it, you're exceeding it, you're delivering it, you're doing everything above and beyond with it. And I, I can't say enough about it. Now, as, uh, as we wrap this one up, I just need that Akira energy. Tell them you had a great conversation with the host and mini host of Straight Talk Wrestling. We paid for this. And just say they should subscribe, man. I had a great and fantastic time with this particular individual. You should like, you should follow, you should subscribe. You should give this man all of your money and then send me money at uh, um, PayPal, AkiraTheYakuza at gmail.com or dollar sign pay the samurai. And if you don't, I'm coming to your house. I'm going to rob you. That's right. That's right. In a video game. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you next week. Peace. Thank you so much for watching. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and turn on that notification bell so you get notified each time we post a video. Alternatively, you can check us out on all podcast platforms and host it on Podbean. We are also available on the SNME Network. That's the Sunday Night Main Event Patreon. Please feel free to check us out there as well. And don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at underscore Straight Talk on Twitter, at Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram, Straight Talk Wrestling on Facebook, Straight Talk Wrestling on TikTok, and of course, you can check out all our merch at ProWrestlingTees.com. I don't need a nigga cosign. Without the liquor, you become a victim. You ain't never got a pole mine. I ain't messing with this generation. Fuck your gender, I ain't got...